Sheep are pretty likable creatures. I've never crossed, come across anybody who says he doesn't like sheep. You know, they're cute to see. And so when Jesus refers to us as the sheep of his flock, it seems like a nice little compliment for us that we're lovable little creatures of his. But if we look at it more carefully, we might discover that it's maybe not the compliment that we think it is. First of all, when you look at domestic sheep, they have no self, no defense mechanisms whatsoever. They don't have claws, they don't have fangs, they can't run very fast, so if a wolf comes, they can't you know, fight against him, they don't have a kick in their back heels or anything like that, and they can't outrun the wolf. If a wolf or another predator shows up, they're dead. It's as simple as that. They rely on the shepherd to keep the wolf away from them. And they're also notoriously horrible about finding places to eat healthy food. So to go and find healthy pastures and water, they don't seem to be able to find it on their own. And they need the shepherd to lead them to the pastures. And how many images of that do we hear in the scriptures? So when we look carefully about sheep and see they can't take care of themselves and they need their shepherd, without the shepherd, they would... Uh, quickly die, well, maybe it doesn't seem like such a compliment after all, does it, to be called the sheep of his flock? It gets worse because sheep, as if I may say the word, dumb as they are and unable to take care of themselves, are wise enough to realize their weaknesses and their need for the shepherd. And so they turn to the shepherd and they listen to him and him alone. And they won't even follow another shepherd. They only follow their own shepherd, the only one they know. They follow him and do and go wherever he tells them. And yet you and I, as the sheep of the Lord's flock, are not even as smart as the sheep because we too need Jesus. We need him to, follow, uh, to lead us. In fact, that's exactly what he came to do. Ever since original sin, people have been trying on their own to figure out life and make it work. And I don't need to listen to God. I can do it on my own. And of course, what's happened? Time after time, century after century, everything just gets worse. And when we look at history and we realize the times when people did follow God and do what he said were the times things went well for people. But when they decided, no, I don't have to listen to him, I can do things on my own, strike out on my own, that's when disaster happened. And it happens over and over again. And sadly, we repeat that mistake over and over again. The Lord speaks to us, tells us he is our shepherd. He speaks to us through his own word, through the church, teaching us right from wrong. And so often people say, nah, he doesn't know what he's talking about. The church doesn't know what it means. No, they follow all sorts of other people. Why do we do that? Why do we listen to other people who often have no credentials whatsoever? Why do we listen to them rather than the Lord who is the source of all truth? You know, certainly, if, you, if your grandmother is a great cook, well, you go to your grandmother, you know, and you, you know, she makes a great meal for you, and especially her desserts. Oh, she makes the best apple pie in the world, whatever it may be. That's wonderful. But would any young person go to his grandmother asking for strategies for his basketball team? Well, would you say, well, she's such a good cook, you know, she must know about that. Well, of course not. That's not her expertise. So unless your grandmother is somebody like Miss Vito in um, My Cousin Vinny, who as a hairdresser also happened to be an expert on cars, you know, that turned out to be the surprise uh, witness for that. 
And we'd say, well, wait a minute. What are the credentials of that person? Just because that person can cook well doesn't mean they know sports. So why would we go for them for things they don't know about? Yet we make that mistake so often by turning to Hollywood actors and actresses for truth. Maybe they can act very well. Maybe they're very entertaining. And we say, hey, if that actor or actress is in a movie, I want to see it. And they're good at that. But what makes them authorities on moral life? That when they speak up on moral issues, we listen to them like somehow they know what they're talking about. And if they knew what they were talking about, well, then why is there so much sin in Hollywood? They should, Hollywood should be the place that we would look to for you know, how to raise our children to be good Christians. Yet Hollywood is hardly the um, bastion of good, upright Christian living. So many of the Hollywood people live in such sinful situations and so many horrible things. It's so rare to find an actor or actress in Hollywood who is upright and moral. So why do we listen to them when they talk to us? Or politicians, people think, oh no, well, I know the church teaches this, but my political party or that group says it's okay, so therefore I'm going to listen to them instead. As if politicians are also the bastion of upright living, and we all know how crooked so many politicians are, their moral lives are all messed up, how rare it is to find a good, solid, moral, upright politician And yet we listen to them talking about morality and what's right and wrong and reject the voice of Christ speaking through his church. Why do we do that? Is there any sanity in that? None whatsoever. We trust people with no credentials whatsoever who aren't even living it out in their own life and trust them as if they can lead us to the truth of Christ. Why do we do that? I think the reason for many people is deep down, when we hear what the Lord is teaching, we don't like it, and we want it to be different. And so rather than changing and saying, okay, you know, the Lord says this is sinful, we're not to do that, rather than accepting it and changing our lives and saying, all right, then I have to abandon that. I can't practice that. I must do this, whatever it may be. We want someone to tell us it's okay. We don't like it. And so we look for an authority figure, somebody that we can put the onus on them and say, well, this person told us it's okay. So we listen to other shepherds, other people giving us a voice, and we can say, well, that politician, that athlete, that actor, they said it was okay, so we use their authority. Except if they're contradicting Christ, are they telling us the truth? No, they're telling us a bunch of lies, and we're choosing to believe lies simply because it's easier for us. And it's easier for us to follow the lies and blame it on somebody else who taught us otherwise rather than to acknowledge Christ as the only one who has the truth and the only one to whom we should listen. During our Easter journey so far, we've been rejoicing every Sunday now at the fact that the Lord came and suffered and died to free us from the power of the devil, to free us from his lies, to free us from our sins and show us the way back to the Father that will bring us eternal life. And today the Lord reminds us, I am the shepherd. Be my sheep and listen to my voice and no one else's. For if you listen to my voice, there is no snatching out of my hand. My father will hold you and nothing can take you away from him. And so the whole burden comes down to each and every one of us to reject the voices of the world, realizing that sometimes to follow the world, we have to change. And maybe we have to stand out. 
Many of our teachings are very unpopular today, and a lot of people will call us all sorts of names, hate-filled things because we believe in this or that, and to resist going along with them and saying, oh, I guess I must do that. You know, I have to believe in that, otherwise I'll be hate-filled, and say, no, I'm not hate-filled. I love you, and I love you enough to tell you that this is not what Christ says is going to bring you happiness. Trust in him and him alone, even if it means a radical change in your life and everything you want to hold on to. Let go of it. And for us, sometimes when it comes to our own lives, that can be the hardest thing to do, to let go of the things we want to hold on to so badly. We're so convinced that this is going to bring us happiness. And we do everything in our power to try to convince the Lord that he's wrong and that all these other voices are right and try to get the Lord to change the teaching. And the Lord is saying, but let go. You're listening to false teachers. You're not listening to me. I alone am the way and the truth and the life. And anybody who tells you something other than what I tell you is lying to you. For whatever their reason, they're lying. I am telling you the truth. Be the sheep of my flock. Listen to me. Trust in my word that I teach you through the church. Because then if you do that, I will be able to lead you to the safe pastures of heaven that I won for you by my death and resurrection. I will lead you into the stability of my father's teachings of his truth. And there is no snatching out of my father's hand, for my father and I are one. May Jesus Christ be praised now and forever. Thank you for listening to this week's homily by Father Carrozza. If you enjoyed this homily, please pass the word on to your friends and invite them to listen. For more materials from Father Carrozza, please visit www.fathercarrozza.com.